0: Today we have a special guest joining us through the magic of the internet, since, you know, social distancing is still a thing. Um, please welcome to the show, Kira Buckland.
1: Welcome.
2: Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Kira is a voice actress for many, many anime and video game titles. You probably know quite a few of these, uh, and just a small handful of her notable roles. She was in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, she was in Kakagurui, Love Live, the Danganronpa series, uh, and many, many others. But um, probably most notably, at least recently, uh, you were 2B from Nier Automata.
2: Yes, that's correct. And also, brand new role, um, Mitsuri Konroji from Demon Slayer. Right. Mm-hmm. Episode just premiered last weekend as of the time we're recording this. Awesome. Yay.
1: I believe uh, you can watch that on Toonami, right? Yeah, so I think Saturdays you can check that out, and uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We actually haven't seen Demon Slayer yet, Mm-mm, so not yet. I'd be interested to check it out, especially now that the dub is going live.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah, it's a really popular show because people love the characters and story mm-hmm. and fights mm-hmm. and everything.
1: Uh, well, so as you might know about our podcast, uh, we don't actually pick an anime series to talk about. We kind of leave it up to fate and let <laughs> randomness decide. Uh, so I was kind of looking back at, like, our previous episodes and trying to figure out if we had any overlap with Kira, and mm-hmm. it turns out we do. So some of our previous episodes that we talked about, uh, you were Yulis from Asterix War, which is kind of yeah. one of the lead roles from that show.
2: hmm Yeah, she was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: and also the Senpai Red Blood Cell from Cells at Work.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which that one was a more recent role that we just did.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty recent episode.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, awesome. Yeah, she's
2: super cute. Her like, big <laughs> oh, sister yeah. character is, is kind of like a new character type for me to play, so that mm. was a lot of fun.
1: For me, I think Kayla alluded to this before we started <laughs> recording, uh, I'm very into fighting games uh, and part of the FGC kind of scene. Uh, oh, me too. Th- oh, really? Yeah.
2: I used to play competitively. I don't have time to like oh. sit and practice for hours anymore. Same, yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, my brother just bought me Grand Blue Versus, and I like finally booted it up last week for a couple hours.
2: Nice. Yeah, I joke about that because it's funny because my character's not playable, but she shows up in Grand Super for a second and it's like, <laughs> you can do it, Grand, or whatever. And I joke that because Kyle McCarley had to spend all of Nier Automata like supporting me, like, right. I'm here to provide backup or whatever. And it's like, now I have to support him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good. Uh, tables turn sometimes. <laughs> Uh, in addition to uh, that, uh, you were also in Skullgirls and uh, Street Fighter V and Blaze Blue Crosstag, as well as Soul Calibur VI as two different characters.
2: Yeah. And Dead or Alive. That oh, was my yeah. first. Oh, yeah. First game where I voiced a playable uh, character in a fighting game.
1: Oh, that must have been exciting for you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was like, like, I don't know a lot of people who play um, Dead or Alive, to be honest, but it was like so exciting and so special to me because that was my biggest goal of my career. I mean, I feel like a lot of actors, you know, they have these really lofty goals. Like, I want to be a Disney princess. And it's like, (laughs) sure, in a perfect world, that would be amazing. But like, you know, kind of going into my career... I just wanted to be a playable character in a fighting game. And that was like my ultimate goal. And one of the things that inspired me to voice act early on was when I went to a friend's house in high school and they were playing Soul Calibur 2 and I was like (laughs) trying to imitate the voices and stuff. I'm sure it was very annoying in retrospect, (laughs) but you know, then if you had told me that years and years later, I would be playing two characters in a Soul Calibur game, like I couldn't (laughs) even imagine
0: that, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, how did that transition go for you from going from like a fan and playing a lot of these games into turning this into a career? Well,
2: it took a really long time for me because I lived in Alaska for most of my life and I grew up there. And obviously, if you want to do most voice work, you have to be in like L.A. or Texas Mm -hmm. or, you know, some kind of place where they do a lot of the work. And so I just did like a bunch of online stuff and, you know, I didn't like get paid for it or anything, but it was just (laughs) like flash animations, um, Mm -hmm. like student projects, indie games, you know, back before like indie games were like crowdfunded and could pay and like that sort of stuff. So... Mm -hmm. I did like so much just like, oh, I'll do a voice for this person's video or, you know, something like that. Mm. And so it it took me a really long time to actually be able to move out to LA and then transition because, you know, even when you start, like you can get like your first role or your first, um, even if it's a big project or whatever, but it takes so long to make that consistent. And I feel like Mm. that's, not what a lot of people realize because I think a lot of aspiring actors feel that if they can just get their first role or get their foot in the door somewhere then that's it but it's it's very much like not like that because the challenge isn't I mean it is a challenge to get there but it's also a challenge to work consistently enough to make it your career you know I've had like a lot of other jobs Um, I think my favorite and most recent of the jobs that I had before I was able to be a full time actor was working at a kitten nursery Oh, awesome (laughs) So I bottle fed and cleaned up a lot of (laughs) kittens, messes.
1: I was going to say, is that a dream job or is it actually kind of crappy?
2: Uh, Both and literally. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely both, you know, but people are like, oh, you get paid to play with kittens all day and bottle feed. And it's like, yeah, the kittens are messy.
0: Mm. It seems like you have a lot of careers that are like that where from the outside people will look at and be like oh that must be so amazing that thing that you're doing and then to actually be in it is a lot different
2: yeah I think that's every job like I don't think there's any any like perfect career out there that has no drawbacks I mean even acting like obviously which is what I wanted to do more than anything like Mm -hmm. it's It's wonderful and I love it, but it's also hard because you have to constantly be like, okay, where's my next job going to come from? And, Mm. you know, it's like a lot of like, you know, the fun part is playing a character, you know, getting into a character's head, performing that sort of stuff. The hard part is basically that you have to run a business. You know, I have, Mm. I started my own business finally to make everything official. And it's like, (laughs) you know, all the accounting and all all like taxes, that kind of stuff. It's it's (laughs) not fun, you know? (laughs) Yes, I know that world
0: too well. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think uh, that's kind of like Kayla and I both have like full-time jobs that are very different than our podcasting. And yes. I- I'm sure you would love to be full-time podcasting yes, now, Kayla. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know that in our like full-time fields, there are a lot of misconceptions about mm-hmm. the kind of work that we do. And that's kind of what you're getting at with the kittens and uh, <laughs> with voice acting in general. Um What are some common misconceptions, things that you hear all the time that you would really love it if it never came up again, like (laughs) things that just drive you kind of crazy? Oh,
2: that's a really good question because I've actually written some articles about this because, you know, people would say this or that and I was like, well, no, that's not really how it works Mm -hmm. because one of the misconceptions that I see, especially by like predatory sites, because there's a lot of like really good classes and teachers out there, but then there are some like online courses that, there's some that are legitimate and then others that just try to prey on new people who Mm -hmm. want easy money. And they're like oh if you do voiceover you can stay at home and make <laughs> tons of money without you know doing any work and it's like that's not you know that's not really like how it works because mm-hmm. you have to like there's so many people who want to do this like it's a very competitive field it's not mm-hmm. like you know decades and decades ago where maybe they would do a game and just have like the developers do the voices yeah. or something like. <laughs> now it's like you have hundreds of people sometimes thousands auditioning for a project yeah, and mm-hmm. So it's, like, you have to train really hard. Like, you have to... A lot of people think, oh, if I I can do, like, a lot of voices, I can sound like these DBZ characters. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been told I have a voice for voice acting. Like, that kind of stuff. And, you know, the biggest thing that any actor who's working right now will tell them is, well, that's great. You know, that can help you to have a big range. But you have to be an actor. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what's going to get you the part. It's not, like, because you can sound like a cute anime character it's like you know being able to play that character and bring them to life like it's the same thing it's why like a lot of actors are like theater trained i mean i'm not personally because i knew that i wanted to do voice specifically but i'm you know i'm a trained actor Mm -hmm. um or like if you do on camera or something it's a really similar concept like just because you don't have to memorize lines or act with your body it's like you still have to kind of break down the character which that's the other thing is a lot of people think that we get to like look at the scripts in advance and make all these choices it's like (laughs) no it's all cold rating yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah you like you get in there and then they're like okay here's a script go and you have to make really quick choices so yeah there's that and also um i think a lot of people think that the actors get to record together because maybe they see like Mm. videos of how anime is recorded in Japan or like how like a lot of Western animation is recorded because here I feel like the only thing where it's like common to have the actors record together is like Western animation, Mm -hmm. but for anime, for most video games, that sort of stuff, we all come in one at a time. And so the voice director, part of what they have to do is make it sound like we're talking to each other when it's all spliced together in the project.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I come from an audio background. And so I, I got to see a lot of that, um, of how different it is, uh, the kinds of things that they would teach you for doing like film sound versus uh, video games, especially ones imported from Japan, uh, where it's it's quite different.
2: Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Cause I mean, I deal with a lot of like dub haters and stuff. I mean, who uh, yeah. doesn't, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really bother me cause it's like they're, they're always going to be out there. But um, sure. another thing is, I think that. People who really hate dubs just assume that the actors go in there and do whatever they want and make up (laughs) stuff on the screen. It's like, no, like, before a project gets to us it's gone through like the localization team. Like it's gone through all these layers and the script is like generally finalized by the time that we get it. Maybe the director will change something for like wording or just to make it like a little more conversational, that sort of thing. But it's like, we're not, you know, we don't have the power to make those choices. Right. Like it's funny. If people get mad about like name pronunciations. Cause it's like, <laughs> I speak Japanese. Believe me, it hurts me to pronounce stuff wrong <laughs> if I have to, but yeah. you know, you just got to do what they ask for. And, um, You know, it's like also it's like we have a voice director who is supervising everything. A lot of times we have clients in the room from like the company or Mm -hmm. like the localization team. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're not just going in there and like doing whatever. Like especially now, there's so much respect towards the original source material. So, um, you know, for example, if I'm working on like a fighting game or whatever it's like i'm hearing the original japanese and matching that Mm.
1: yeah uh so you talked about uh leading from fighting games you talked about how some of that kind of stuff inspires you and pushes you towards wanting specific roles and and trying to uh, just develop your career towards that but um kind of outside of your career what are some media that really inspire you like it could be anime it could be video games but also like if you read books or uh, <laughs> watch any good netflix shows what other kinds of things are interesting to you
2: so hands down like the media that inspired me like more than anything like my number one favorite show of all time which anyone who knows me will know what the answer is going to be but jojo's bizarre adventure <laughs> <Yes>. um <laughs> that completely changed my life it's mm. like kind of inspired me as a person and as an artist um
1: oh man maybe know, she I... shouldn't go listen to our JoJo episode.
2: <laughs> oh no why
1: oh uh, well so our show we only watch like the first four episodes mm-hmm. of the very beginning yes and then we uh, kind of make a snap judgment about it <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the point of the show so yeah. people keep telling us like no you got to go watch stardust crusaders <laughs> the first season isn't the best one yeah or, or you know diamond is unbreakable and mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to go back and do those, but... In our personal time. (laughs) Yeah, our personal time outside (laughs) of the show.
2: I feel like with JoJo, like, it definitely gets better over time because there's Mm -hmm. eight parts, and each part is kind of, like, its own thing. Yeah. So, you know, the series has been going on since 1987, so the series is literally as old as me. Right. But (laughs) it's, like there's so many ways that it's evolved and changed and you know even if you look at the art style it's mm-hmm. so different now than it was in parts one or two right yeah for sure
1: uh so sorry and to interrupt so you, you guys there, didn't yeah. get to stand
2: yet stands
1: <laughs> yeah no. no
2: not yet okay yeah there's <laughs> there's a lot of st- i think it's definitely worth like checking out more of it if you get a chance yeah, yeah
1: for sure uh, so sorry, we we interrupted you. Uh, other other types of media that you are into?
2: Yeah, um, music is a really big thing for me. Um, I love like seventies and eighties rock, especially. <laughs> Actually, JoJo inspired a lot of my taste in music. Yeah, I know that I know. sounds super weeby, but it's hey. true. Like you know, because they reference so much classic rock, mm-hmm. and I'm my big obsession is obviously David Bowie. He's like yes. my creative inspiration. Yes, same. Love awesome. David Bowie. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Uh, cool. Well, so if uh, our, our listeners are coming from uh, the future <laughs> where there is not a pandemic going on, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's worth explaining that, like, right now we're going through the COVID-19 stuff. And so a lot of people are staying at home, probably a lot more people watching anime and playing video games. Uh, and and things are just kind of really different in the world at mm-hmm. the moment. Uh, so with you being kind of locked into your current position, um first of all what are what are some activities maybe related to your hobbies or new things you've discovered that are trying to help you keep sane and <laughs> and uh, keep going in in our environment?
2: Well, I've been playing a lot of animal crossing as like has everybody I know. Right. Yes. <laughs> um... And, you know, just spending time with my cats, they appreciate having humans home more often and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think like Mm -hmm. the biggest thing work wise is I'm just trying to I have a pretty good home recording space, but I'm trying to upgrade it even more because, you know, I need to get like Source Connect up and working and all that kind of stuff because I want to be able to keep working while all this is happening. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah, I had seen that like uh, crunchyroll, I think, just shut down their their simul dub schedule and Funimation had done that previously. Mm-hmm. And a lot of dub schedules are kind of crazy right now, but they're trying to open it up to home recordings if if voice actors are capable.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what's going to be the hardest thing for a lot of actors because I do like a lot of indie games and that sort of thing from home. Mm. I have like a full booth, like I have a pretty good space at home, (laughs) but some actors don't, you know. They just, they have something that's like good enough for auditions, but if they always go in to record, then it's like... You know, they didn't really have the need to have one. So now everybody's like, I got to get a home recording space so I can keep working.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I saw that you are, I guess, currently open for commissions. Uh, What kind of work does that involve and what kind of things uh, do you usually see coming through as projects that you might participate in?
2: Um, I think what I see a lot from just kind of putting stuff out online is indie games and things like that. And I'm always open to doing like projects for smaller creators, as long as, you know, obviously the rates are decent and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm willing to give people a break here and there (laughs) if it's like they're a small team just trying to do what they can with their budget or whatever. Um, I actually run a community called Voice Acting Club, and we kind of connect voice actors with content creators. So a lot of admitting that is just kind of, you know, overseeing the day-to-day stuff of the community. Cause we have about five thousand people on our Discord co- community. Wow, so it's um, amazing. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Thankfully there's like a really good mod team who's mm. working every day to important our, yeah. in these <laughs> uh
1: these online times. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool, I, I think that about wraps up uh, anything we were wondering. Uh, is there anything else you wanna boost or uh, anything that is interesting to you right now that you would be interested in talking about?
2: Um, well, I'm obviously super excited about Demon Slayer. Um, I guess I do have, if anyone wants like autographed art prints for um, through next month, the month of April, I'm doing like an online store. It's currently my pinned tweet on my Twitter account. And so if you want to get like a really nice art print of one of my characters and I'll sign it for you and like I'll write a little handwritten (laughs) note and all that kind of stuff. So I just think it's a nice I mean, I don't like do a lot of conventions anyway, but Hmm. for, um, you know, the actors who do especially, they're like not getting to meet people and sign stuff. So I just wanted Mm -hmm. to have that option for it's like, hey, none of us can go to events right now. (laughs) But if you want something signed, here's our store.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I've seen a few other voice actors do the same thing, especially with a bunch of the conventions, like in the next couple months being shut down. They're just like, I'm going to extend my, you know, autograph shop for, you know, however long. Right. Yeah.
1: And uh, Kira's Twitter account is at Kira Buckland. So you can check out what she's doing there. And uh, we'll also include links in our show notes and when we post this episode on social media. Cool.
2: Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. And please stay safe and healthy during quarantine. And hopefully we'll all get out of this and yeah. things will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Same
1: to you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Yeah, thanks thank a bunch. Thank you. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: Yes, hello. Hi, sorry. Hello. <laughs> Hi, I'm here.
1: Hey, can you hear us?
0: Can't you hear us? Oh no. Okay, I'll keep talking. Hopefully, Colin will be able to fix it. Hello? Huh, I cannot hear you for some reason. Oh no.